1: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Odds. It is Thursday, the 11th of January. I'm Billy. I'm Sam. This week, we heard the news that Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, has been ruled out of the rest of the women's Super League season, as well as the Matilda's Olympic qualifiers after rupturing her ACL at a training camp in Morocco. The Matilda's has said there is no current timeline for her return to football, and it could mean she's not able to play in the Olympics, which start in July in Paris. It's devastating news for the Matildas and for fans in Australia. But what we wanted to look at today is why are female athletes more likely than their male counterparts to rupture their ACL? We've gone to an expert to understand this, but first, Sam, what's making headlines today?
0: Inflation has slowed to its lowest level in almost two years. That's according to newly released data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. The data shows prices, or inflation, rose by 4.3% in the 12 months to November. That's down from 4.9% for the previous month. It's the lowest national inflation rate since January of 2022. And while this doesn't mean prices are falling, it does mean they're increasing at a slower rate.
1: A Sydney park has been closed after traces of asbestos were found near Children's Playground. Transport for New South Wales alerted local authorities to the asbestos contamination at a new parkland, which sits on top of the recently opened Roselle Interchange. The Inner West Council called the discovery a serious safety concern and has called for a thorough investigation. The park will remain closed to the public as further testing takes place.
0: Some remarkable scenes in Ecuador where 13 people have now been arrested after staff were held at gunpoint during a live news broadcast. It comes after a local infamous gang leader disappeared from his prison cell on Sunday. A spate of police kidnappings and attacks across Ecuador have led the president of Ecuador to declare a national state of emergency, and that includes a nightly curfew
1: today's good news. I was very excited when I saw this yesterday morning. The New York Times has published its top 52 travel destinations for 2024. Australia made the list twice. Sam, can you guess which cities they were?
0: The mighty Sydney.
1: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Melbourne always makes those lists. No, Then it's often like Barossa Valley, Margaret River, Kangaroo Island.
1: So far off.
0: Okay, tell me. Brisbane
1: made the cut. Interesting. And that was because of its dining experiences and also because of its Olympics preparation. And then Tasmania, was also included for its food, drink and nature. As I mentioned above, women are more likely than men to rupture their ACLs while playing sport. In fact, they can be up to eight times more likely than men to tear their ACLs. So why is that and what can be done to solve this? TDA journalist Chloe Christie interviewed Adam Walker, who is a physiotherapist and researcher specialising in the area of ACL rehabilitation. He services hundreds of patients at his clinic on the Gold Coast and he contributes to ongoing research on ACL injury prevention in women and
2: girls. Here is that interview. Hi, Adam. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.
3: Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me.
2: So Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, has just been added to the growing list of female football players' hit with the dreaded ACL injury. And I want to start really broad. Can you explain what an ACL injury is and why it's more prevalent in female athletes?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the ACL is one of the um, the major ligaments in the knee. It runs through the centre of the knee and basically it provides stability to the knee, particularly during sporting movements such as uh, jumping and landing and, and cutting and change of direction. So we would typically uh, associate an ACL injury with those high-risk activities, which is most of our team sports that are uh, particularly uh, prevalent here in Australia. So AFL, soccer, the rugby codes, basketball, netball, we love playing those sports here in Australia. So um, Australia actually has the highest rate of ACLs in the world, and that's largely because we love playing sports that stress the ACL. Um, and then, unfortunately, for a variety of different reasons, females are, are significantly uh, higher risk to injure their ACL compared to, to males. And depending on where you read it, it really depends. It could be anywhere from two, even, even up to eight times more likely for for females to uh, injure their ACL. So it's certainly becoming a big problem at the moment. And, and obviously, it's been highlighted again by Sam Kerr and then previously um, with the, uh, the Soccer World Cup and of course the rise of AFLW and NRLW are really starting to highlight this issue of um, ACL injuries in female athletes.
2: So is this a new trend then? It's
3: definitely not a new trend. There's been literature on the higher rates in females for, for decades um, but I think it is that, that exposure that we're getting now to female sports and in reality the rise in female sports participation has just been astronomical particularly in the last five years so Um, and the sponsorship and exposure in television rights and and female athletes getting more and more known um, to the community which is obviously a fantastic thing that it's just really highlighting the issue so it's definitely um, not new but it's um, it's hopefully this increased attention, we can actually start to take some steps forward to to change it for the future.
2: So you said there were a variety of different reasons why women are at higher risk. Um, First, I want to focus on the specific biology we have that makes us more prone to these kinds of injuries. Can you talk me through that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's probably important to highlight at the start that it's not just how women are built and there is more and more evidence growing that's now considering more socio-cultural, environmental and kind of gendered environment that women grow up in that also uh, influence their injury risk. So I'm sure we'll touch on that but from a biological perspective we've got changes in the shape of um, a female's uh, hip anatomy that is different to males that makes predisposes them uh, to getting into positions associated with an ACL injury occurring. So that's typically um, a wider hip and what's called a Q angle, where, the, where there's a difference in the angle from the hip to when we draw a line down to the knee, um, which has been associated with ACL injury. Um, so that's one side of thing is the, the bony anatomy of the hips and the knees of, of women. And the second side of um, the biology is the hormonal factors, which is getting also getting a lot of attention at the moment. Um, and there's still a lot of questions around the influence of the menstrual cycle on on a female's injury risk and how those variations in hormones through the cycle influences a person's risk um, to injury. So it's a little bit hard to say on that front, but um, there's a lot of good people doing research in that area that can hopefully provide um, some answers. The, probably the third thing in from the biological is that physical aspect, that is that typically females are generally... Um, Uh, not as strong and not as powerful as uh, males and have that strength around their knees and, and in their lower half of their body compared to their male counterparts that may also predispose them to ACL injury.
2: What's the role of the external factors, like I'm thinking the fields that women are playing on or the shoes that they're wearing? What kind of influence does that have on injury?
3: Yeah, so we're just starting to get some footwear being released by the big companies now, that is like football boots, those kind of things that are specifically designed for, for females and female feet. And there is some evidence around um, how the traction of the boot and, and the surface that they play on influences... Um, somebody's risk of ACL injury. Generally, the more, um, the higher the traction, the surface, the greater the risk. And certain studs and certain designs of boots are, are definitely associated with an increased uh, risk of injury. Um, that ties into the playing surface, with the type of surface and the facilities available to female athletes. Unfortunately, they are often, certainly at the community and the amateur level, uh, are playing on more suboptimal fields than their male counterparts, which may also um, increase their exposure to um, suboptimal playing services from a traction perspective or even just the continuity of the of the surface um, compared to other grounds available to um, to males.
2: And is the reason they're playing on those less optimal playing fields or have don't have the boots is because of funding reasons? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah,
3: generally. Across all codes, the male... Uh, version of the code is obviously still prioritised and that's where most of the the funding and the revenue generation is is from and where there is greater levels of participation as well. So um, clubs will naturally have that bias towards the areas that either generate the most revenue or have the highest number or highest level and highest number of participation. But um, hopefully, obviously, that's going to change with time.
2: If we look specifically at someone who's just like Sam Kerr, who's just been told they have ruptured their ACL, what is recovery? look like
3: so it's regarded as one of the most devastating injuries in sport um and for good reason as well because the amount of time loss required after the injury and the rehab after the injury is just is significant so most people will um have 12 at least 12 months out of sport um, some people may return sooner Sometimes it takes people much longer to return to sport but generally speaking most people are looking at 12 months out of sport um after somebody injures their ACL, there are a couple of different ways that some people can go, but the majority of people in Australia are still getting surgery.
2: So if Sam was your patient, would there be any way that she'd be ready to play for the Matildas at the Olympics in July?
3: It seems very unlikely at, um, at this point. There is case studies um, um, at the professional level. Anything is um, possible. When the uh, Winter Olympics roll around every year, we always hear these crazy stories of skiers and snowboarders who have um, injured their ACL weeks before or months before the Olympics and um, have gone. And um, I've certainly seen other people in summer Olympic sports that have gone and done that.
2: So I do understand a lot of your research focuses on ACL injury prevention in women and girls specifically. If you can just expand a little more on what do you think can be done to mitigate the risks of injury? So
3: the first thing, which doesn't only apply to women and girls, um, but is the widespread implementation of injury prevention programs. Um, We know that they are are rarely performed at the community level, and there is um, substantial evidence now from a variety of different sporting codes across different areas of the world that demonstrates that. With a more formal injury prevention program, which typically um, uh, replaces a standard warm-up at sport, we can reduce the risk of ACL injury by about 50%, even up to 60%. So just um, the simple uh, training of um, staff, coaches, parents, volunteers at at clubs and um, sporting grounds from the junior level through to uh, semi-professional sport can go a long way in reducing uh, ACL injuries. so that's the more practical side on the ground is where we're at. Then um, we've uh, at the top level of that then we've got funding of research into to women and ACL injury which will hopefully then be able to feed down the evidence which will support the greater financial funding to help uh, women with exposure to uh, higher levels of training, uh, development and facilities and those those factors that we've um, touched on so far.
2: Adam, thank you so much for jumping on the pod today.
3: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: That's all we've got time for on today's edition of The Daily. It was a really interesting discussion there between Chloe and Adam in what is a big area of sport that's growing in front of our eyes. If you've got any comments on today's podcast or some further questions for us to dive into, leave a comment if you're on Spotify. You can always hit us up on Instagram as well. We'll be back in your ears again tomorrow morning. Until then, have a great Thursday.